Welcome to No Cartridge. My name is Chris Person, and I'm here with Trevor Strunk, Hagelbond on Twitter. I'm here with the the the, the man himself, the uh, the the rootinest, tootinest, highlight realinest uh, friend I have. It's Chris Person, everyone. If you didn't recognize it already, which of course you did, Mister Too Too Many Damn Hobbies. Mr. Too Many Damn Hobbies. Um, yeah, I feel like there's 800 things I could talk to you about on this episode, so I'm going to I'm going to try to corral myself because I want to talk to you about your new uh, your new journal slash collective slash um, uh, um, endeavor. I want to talk to you about um, the game you played named after uh, that endeavor or vice versa. Um I want to talk to you about Highlight Reel and I want to talk to you first off. Probably this is where we should start. You said something very interesting right before we started recording, and I want to, I want to, I want to, I hear more from you about this. You said you're the last person on earth who still loved computer. I love computers so much. You, I, so, do you think? So, here's my first question, and I, my second question is going to be why you love computer. But my first question is, do you think the shine has worn off computer for everyone else? I think. I think. Look, my attitude has become that. Um, the reason you hate computer is a it has lost its novelty and b it is this thing you are tethered to but also and this is where i will veer into linux guy territory despite like only obliquely using linux uh it's just a matter of control Mm. you know what i mean it's this element of like man they just computer they they don't respect you enough to use computer And like there are all these little it's like you're bumper bowling all the time. You know what I mean? There's all these little tiny things where it's like a shitty app that they put in front of you or like they're like, oh, do you want the, you know, like like Sonos? I hate Sonos with a fucking white hot passion because it's like shitty and only works with its own proprietary system. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, all that stuff. And like every time I would write about something for The Verge and now for my new endeavor, um, it's always with the mindset of like, man, I fucking hate what they're making me do. <laughs> like, I really dislike the ways we are meant to dislike computer and by extension, computer things, because it's like and this is part of it, like they don't do anything. None of these people are doing anything special except basically Apple like Apple is the weird outlier where they did the, the the wildest thing on earth, which is they have more money than anybody on earth earth because they're like an Irish company for tax reasons and own the iPhone. And so like, as a result, they have more liquid assets, like just like they just have more cash than the Vatican. And so they can just do something like say, Hey, we're going to develop our own silicone and like, do that and then and then create like and now it's like oh shit the macbook air is really good like it's phenomenally good uh it is no i mean uh, we still have we still have our macbook i think it's a macbook air i don't know what which macbook it is Uh, it's the m1 macbook air we have one that is like we've had it since 2012 2013 still works it's unbelievable i keep i keep like going through laptops and they just keep fucking up on me and my wife's apple is just like has no issues okay so here's the thing that was when they made like pretty good stuff the m1 and m2 stuff is just phenomenally phenomenally strong in terms of like because it's arm based they did something smart they they did like 
they used ARM architecture and they decided to build their chips from the ground up because they're like, fuck it, I'm not, we're not paying Intel anymore because Intel's not making good, like none of the battery life on Intel chips was like getting worse, if anything. You know what I mean? It was like not good. Yeah. Yeah. AMD was catching up and like, I barely have to charge my MacBook Air now. Like it's one of those things that will last like two days or something like that. It's fucked up. And like, um, wow. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the thing. And it has this like weird thing. So I'm also doing like these, this very weird project, which is very long winded, which I'm going to, which I posted about a lot, which is like VHS decode and LDD laser disc decode, where you're basically getting the raw RF signal from a laser disc or a VHS, and then you're decoding it in software. And the fucked up thing that's is, cool. yeah, it's very cool. And there's a way, and you're doing it all on Linux command line, command line stuff, or, you know, Unix like command line. And the, it turns out the MacBook air, because it has this like really huge processor cache is orders of magnitude faster than like even some really high end Ryzen's. And it's really? like, yeah, it's, it's just cause it's cause the bottleneck is in one specific place. And that's this weird element that like Mac themselves just like solved with this. And it's just, it's, it's like, Oh God. Yeah. It sucks. They're, they, they, you still have to buy like a fucking SS, SSD. That's they do everything I hate, Like you have to put an SSD in that motherfucker, <laughs> but like, it's enough like Linux that like, you're like, Oh man, this is not, this is behaving in a way that I like, like I can install things on the command line in terminal and you know, it, <sighs> It's really, really a useful piece of hardware. It's fucked up. But everybody else is just getting that shit from the factory. You know what I mean? Everyone else is like, okay, we're there. There's no, nobody has special sauce anymore because the amount of money you need to develop special sauce got so expensive that only Apple can do it. And like, as a result, anybody trying to sell you anything is for the most part, just blowing smoke up your ass. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, everyone's just like, okay, like someone's like, all right, we got the special thing. It's like, yeah, you have your own codec and stuff like that, but like, there's gotta be a better way to do multi-room audio. And then yes, a Chinese company did it. It was called Weem. It rules. And now they, they are sold out constantly because everybody on audio forums is like, this is just the Sonos part, but I don't have to use their weird, overly expensive speakers. And it works with AirPlay and Google cast and shit. And, or like, I just did a blog about mice and how I hate mice firmware so much. I hate razor synapse so much. And it's like, if you look at what mice are made of, like it's, it's a PCB. It is a sensor, like a 3360 and like a microprocessor. It's not a lot of special stuff. And that's why you can just get a mouse from like China. And it's like really close to being good. You know what I mean? It's really, (laughs) it's like got all the parts like, you know, but like Chinese companies are catching up because they realize like, oh, we could just, we're making this for you guys anyway. We could just like sell it to you on AliExpress. And then somebody on YouTube finds out about it. It's like, hey guys, we could just get this on AliExpress. We don't have to go to Logitech, (laughs) you know? So, so, so your love of computer, basically, if if what I'm hearing is you, you're sort of the, the last of the, the radio, I don't, I don't want to say it's a dying breed because I feel like a lot of people feel this way but don't know how to express it, which is why your articles are interesting. You're, you're sort of the, the the Radio Shack breed. You're the you're the guy sifting through and trying to to to, to build a better machine for yourself to to do cool stuff with, as opposed to you know a laptop out of the box, whatever um, uh, the plug and play garbage that you can get. Uh, it's a combination of becoming the I, I could build a Nintendo myself guy <laughs> and um, 
but also just a love of forums. Mm. Like forums are so beautiful. They're the most beautiful places on earth. Like, uh, because it's just, you know, uh, undiagnosed fathers, like going in and like being like, Hey, check out this like thing I did with my TV. And everyone's yeah. being like, well, you could do that. You know, guys that, oh man, like CRT guys are so, are becoming, but it's, it's interesting because it's a mixture of old guys and then just like the weirdest young people known to man. And I like that mix where it's like, um, there's a, like, like a 25 year old who has just like, uh, an entire garage full of CRTs because he just like picks them up. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. I love that stuff. Or people who like mod RGB, pure RGB into like composite only uh, TVs, which is like wildly dangerous. That is mega dangerous. And I am probably <laughs> going to do it. Yes. Because, Why is it dangerous? Because CRTs are not fucking around. Like, um, a thing I will say about CRTs, I won't go on this tangent too long. Like we've been living in display hell. My friend, um, uh, Krista, uh, who uh, does uh, Ono oh Poor Prop, I think is uh, her at. She does like retro modding and, okay. you know, but like I agree with her that like until OLEDs came around, we have been living in display hell. How's that? The blacks just didn't look as good. You know, like you had those. If you look at even just like an LG LCT uh, or LCD uh, TV and compare it to like an OLED and then compare it to a CRT, it's okay. like you get those deep deep blacks on a crt and you get okay, those I know deep deep yeah, blacks on an oled yeah. and you get that fast response on a crt and you get that fast response on an oled and like everything from like projection tvs kind of with the exception of plasma weirdly but like plasma is an incredibly weird technology has been bad there was one technology that was going to be and may have to be revisited the successor to CRTs, which was SED TVs, which were flat CRTs. Basically, Ooh, interesting. It, oh, yeah. It's real weird. I've been down this rabbit hole. But basically, <laughs> it is. it was shown off. Canon owned the patent. It, imagine, if you will, if every little... Imagine if every pixel had a little CRT in it, and that's SED technology. So it had that's the wild. phosphor glow. It was doing the same thing, but with on a pixel level. It had the phosphor glow. It had that same... Theoretically, that same response, although it probably would have been lagged down by like digital upscalers and shit. Um, sure. But it had that like look that CRTs have that people are like enraptured by. And I'm like, OK, the patent kind of ran. It was in patent hell until recently. And apparently it outdid LCD technology. But like, would you be able to spin that up? At what point is it even worth it? OLEDs are pretty good. You know, all these things that you kind of have to think about. But like eventually we're going to run out of CRTs. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's the what is that? The uh, the the smash uh, enthusiasts lament. We're going to run out of CRTs and we're going to run out of GameCube controllers. But the CRTs are sort of like that affects everyone. Well, OK. CRTs, yes. GameCube controllers. Sort of not. Uh, and I may be making one because there is really? a, well, there's a, what's it called? Fob. Uh, I'm in that discord, I think, but there is a DIY swap. Uh, uh, what is it called? Yeah. Fob GCC. If you look up Fob GCC, it is basically a PCB that you put in an OEM shell and then you get it at Hall effect sensors. 
Uh, if you don't know, Hall Effect sensors are uh, Hall Effect sticks are rather are the good sticks that were on the Sega Dreamcast and Sega Saturn controller Ooh, that those are nice. don't that don't drift. Those are such nice sticks. You know why they're nice sticks is because they have Hall Effect. They have magnets in them instead of oh. sensors. And this is the thing: everybody, including myself, has realized. Wait a minute! You could have just spent the extra fifty cents on a fucking stick and have it not drift, but you chose not to because of planned obsolescence. <laughs> and the answer is yes. There's a reason. You, wait, you're telling me that Nintendo has, has done something in bad. I, I refuse to believe it. This is the thing that makes me insane. Okay. I, there's several things that turn me into this person. One, getting a soldering iron for $40. Atrocious. Now I'm now awful because of it. Um, and there's a, uh, there's a really good soldering iron for $40 called the pine soul. I've written about it. It's powered off of USB C. You can just, it's the, it's the best soldering iron you can get for the okay. money or just generally also runs on open source firmware. That's a long story, but, um, <laughs> I've never done a soldering iron to have to run on firmware, but brand yeah, on. it has a little sleep function. So it'll like cool down oh. automatically while you're like an accelerometer and a little OLED. It's, it's really, really handy. Um, but, um, but yeah, like there is a um, <laughs> there's a growing movement of which I am a member of people who are like, wait a minute, what the fuck about specifically like like, OK, I did a whole thing about um, modding your controller mm -hmm. and about the, the 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 dual sense edge, which is a good controller. It's a very good controller. It fucking better be a good controller. It costs two hundred dollars. <laughs> Are you, have you have you have you purchased it? Is it coming to I'm not your fucking way? buying that thing? No, I don't know. I mean, you know, listen, you're a you're a curious guy. Curiosity. I've I've read I've read the Lovecraft stories. I know where they can take you. Oh, no, I, I went the other direction, which is that you can just you can just open up a, a dual sense and add a back panel with only four solder points and adding a new shell to the back. And it adds the uh, these ugly fins to it and this this ugly weird fin to the back. And then. I added rubberized grips because I thought that was funny and it, it, it does actually help it, it. You do get a better grip on it, but like <laughs> the, they're programmable and it's like, okay, that cost me $50 and maybe like an hour's worth of minor work to do. And now I can just map that without even going into the menu. Uh, but then there's like all these other controller mods. There's people who will sever the um, adaptive triggers and put in clicky uh, shoulder buttons using mouse, uh, mouse micro switches. Um, I don't want to do that cause I like the adaptive triggers. Those are really good for racing, but you yeah. can do that or you can give the front buttons, clicky buttons. But the big thing is like, okay, can you get a, can you get hall effect sensor sticks on there? And I found a guy or someone sent me video from a guy in China who has just developed the best drop in replacement sticks for those. Oh, cool. And I, they're $20 and you sent, they send them to you and then they will never drift ever again. And like, that's the thing that makes you like me is like the, the being cursed with the knowledge that once you go on AliExpress, there's a lot of stuff that's like bad on there, but the hit rate's pretty good. And for the most part, you're just going to the same stop, shop that they're going to. Like, right. I know how much Alps sticks cost. Those are the ones that are in like the dual sense they're like 20 cents you know what i mean and it's just like the thing about aliexpress is like it will take you like several months to get that shit but like then you got once, it once you get it yeah exactly <laughs> no and, and that's like i mean it makes a lot of sense actually what you're saying and like 
you sort of, I don't know, you're keying into something that I think is like, not that planned obsolescence wasn't always a thing. Of course, planned obsolescence was always a thing. Like people, companies just love to make money, and and that's the best way to do it, right? You you make sure that someone has to buy your stuff later. That's why, like you know, I mean, it's not the only reason stuff doesn't last forever. Inertia is real, but like, um, not inertia. Um, what's the thing? The entropy. Entropy is real. Yeah, that but one. But th- that's the one that's real. <laughs> uh, inertia, not real. Uh, but like you're describing. It, Sort of a lore story. I don't know if I've ever told on the podcast about my family. Uh, my my father in law, or not my father in law, my stepfather, will not buy Apple products. Refuses. Will not buy them. Has been on probably a at this point thirty year, um, twenty or thirty year uh, uh, boycott of Apple because um, he was a huge Apple head and uh, bought the two bought the two E bought everything right and then he bought the Lisa. And the Lisa was immediately scrapped, right? Like mm, it was just yeah. like we're not doing this; we're doing this other thing. And he was so mad, he just he just you know wrote it off. So as a result, like you know he he's been buying you know PC stuff all the time and, and Android phones stuff like that. And part of what appeals to him, I think, about the Android phones, aside from the moral victory, is what he used to appeal to them about the Apple products, which is that they are like. They are something that you can put your own craftsmanship into. You can be clever about. It. You can add things to. It. You can problem solve. You can be like, well, I mm-hmm. added this thing, which allows me to do this. I I hooked on my Raspberry Pi to do this or to speak with that or whatever. And like, there is something. I'm not good at that, but there is something that, in my brain, I'm thinking like that sounds really cool. And part of what sounds really cool to me about that is I do love computer, and. That is a particular computer thing, uh, for lack of a well, it's, it's way of the, saying it. It's the serial experiments lane fantasy. Yeah, you know, like yeah that that's was, right. That's the thing, right. That's the, right. The thing about okay, yeah, the thing about serial experiments lane that people like get into is like the coolest part of the show is when Lane starts like building her computer. Yes. You know what I mean? No, That's a hundred percent the coolest part. You know what I mean? And her room becomes like all these like weird fucked up cooling tanks and like you know, it's, you know, she's sad and, you know, Loki transcoded or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know what I mean? And like the, the thing about it, that's like so appealing is the idea of just like being sent into be well, cause like the idea is like the more powerful my computer is, the more powerful I am, which was a concept in that show. And that show actually goes off the rails near the end. And I think ways that people, people who know the show are like, yeah, of course it does. It was like a fucking weird, messy show. And the guy who, made it became like a weird 9-11 truther which yeah, is like fine. A japanese nationalist yeah he's I mean, not a national is he a nationalist he no he, he did I think like there's national i think there's like isn't lane isn't the knock on lane that i'll i'll be honest i've watched all unlike most things that i talk about on the show i have watched all of serial experiments lane uh i it's but i watched it when i was like 16 so the guy say. who makes it okay so the guy who made it is like weird and mentally ill in certain ways i would guess because he like he also did digimon trainers he also did the big o which oh. is phenomenal big oh o, the big, big o. o i love the big o dude rewatch the big o it fucking rules it's better it's, yeah. it's debatably better than batman because it's all the people at sunrise who are working on batman and they're like we could just make we have batman at home you know uh, <laughs> we, have <Batman. laughs> we have what if what if batman was like a fucking sentai slash you know what if it was but what if batman was also like uh super sentai <laughs> and and also like more depressing somehow and 
it holds up so fucking well. And then also like, what is it? Like Yoko Kano did the soundtrack. It's like, mm-hmm. it also has this element of like, there's inconsistency with Batman the animated series, despite it being a phenomenal show, because it depends on who, what studio was animating it, whether it was Sunrise, whether it was, um, God, the guys who did Akira. Actually, the, the Clayface episode is done by the company. The second part of the Clayface episode Mm-hmm. is done by which is like one and an Emmy, I think like oh, that's, do- that's just I mean, that's if, if, if anyone's listening and is too young to have watched this. I mean, the Clayface episode, uh, the second part, like, the second yeah, part, the yeah. first part was a different oh. studio face of I mean, play or something yeah. or yeah, face yeah, of something. I think it's uh, yeah, Clayface Batman. What's it called? It is. I, I was going to say feet of clay, face of clay. Uh, let's see here. Heart of glass. Let's go. TMS animated that. Yeah. It's, oh, really? Okay. I didn't know that. The, I yeah, mean, was, that, if you haven't watched it, that is a, this so is a remarkable TMS, uh, piece of animation. Yes. TMS, there's a scene at the end where that, where he's defeat, he defeats him by trapping him in a, I'll spoil this. I don't care. It's fucking, you, you should have watched it by now, but he, and it's also not going to show you, you'll, you'll still be, it will still hit. You're not losing anything. You're not this, losing yeah. anything. No, he he's trapped in a room full of of like t- of TV station and he's just shown every version of himself. Clayface can like is a shapeshifter, but he then turns into a big clay monster and he used to be an actor. And so um, he's confronted with every role he's done and he starts morphing into all of them and then turns into a fucked up monster and then like starts melting and shit and then like throwing his clay against things. And you're like, oh, yeah, the people who animated the company, at least who animated Akira did this. That's why it looks like that. That explains so much. I've always, I've always wondered. It's, it's on par. They're, they're like, they're like animated in very similar ways. It's that way of like, you know, like trying to destroy something by throwing a growing arm at it. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, they also did, um, same somebody did uh, Tiny Toot Adventures, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, which has some of the best Sakuga I've ever seen. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's that, that the, the Tiny Toot Adventures movie is really well animated. What a weird but, period of time that was in, in animation. Oh, they were dude. just like, they were just given money and they were also able to do what they wanted. Oh, God, what an But anyway, yeah, the big, the, so that guy did Digimon Trainers, which I need to rewatch because it's apparently really bleak, actually. And, um, and then he did this like, Digimon live read a few years ago that was kind of depressing, but like, I think he just didn't understand what the words that were being said meant, um, where he like had, it was like a live read for like Digimon fans. And then like one of the robots went like, political correctness, cancel culture, cancel culture. (laughs) And it's like, okay, does that word mean the same thing to you? Maybe it does. (laughs) Maybe it doesn't though. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just like a weird thing you're also a 9-11 guy who cares man you made lane i don't give a shit but like that's that's also like what you get like that's the guy who makes lane the guy who makes lane is a weird 9-11 truther who uses the word uh cancel culture in a digimon thing years later like that's right, that's yeah, how you well, get that, sometimes you yeah. need a guy like that and um well yeah no absolutely and like it, if it makes if you it, it's the thing like it, you know you talk about American comics and stuff like that. Those guys show up too, but like sometimes they're Chuck Dixon and you're like, well, that nothing, nothing of value was created there. And then sometimes they're the serial experiment slain guy. And you're like, well, hell, I guess, you know, you gotta break a couple legs to make an omelet. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta give it to him. You know, it's like, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, there's that lane element of like touching the thing. It's like, I could just go there and I could make that. And I think it's partially because I've made keyboards 
And then it's like, oh, I could modify a mouse. And like, I already know how to make a computer. I made my computer. You, you talk to a lot of people who work with computers every day and like mm-hmm. they hate them or they have a, a, a fraught relationship with them. I know I still sort of do, but well, like, it's hard not to when like when computer is just, you know, when you're chained you know, to it. Yeah. And all, all you're doing with it is, you know, the various email jobs you have. It, it's hard. It's hard to see the, the, the joy in it anymore. I think it's like also like what is computer, but also like what is hardware. And it's like, I think I identify more with like guys who make guitar pedals and like mm. home lab guys and like, oh man, building a NAS, like setting up a NAS is really frustrating, but it's also like the most satisfying thing to just be like, <laughs> oh, I have everything running on Docker Compose. I'll just pull it and put the container up. But then you get into a situation where you're like, oh, now I'm trapped by this thing. So like there's a there's a double edged sword, but it's also like but it's also doing the thing I want it to that I mean, like you kind of are you kind of are a guitar pedal guy now that I think about it. I've always kind of wondered like it because I've, I've I've run into a lot of guitar pedal guys. Well, I don't know when I was back in my band, like that was like the thing I just I was like I was the quintessential like himbo bassist. I could be I could play the notes they gave me um, and go up there and dance and play the bass. But like people who knew their guitars would have these pedals and they'd have like pedal setups and pedal arrays and like things hooked into other things. And, and that I I've never been able to place it, but that is what your approach to computers reminds me of. You remind me of a pedal guy or a like synth guy. Yeah. Or, or a Euro, synth guy, right? Euro yeah. rack. Euro rack guys are the best. Uh, Euro rack is like a modular synthesizer. That was developed okay. in the nineties. And so like you'll get different modules for it and there'll be DIY modules. I, I found out last night that you can just make a microphone and it really fucked my life, my morning up. It just really <laughs> fucked me up. Like it just, no, I it, mean, it, it's, it's uh, a, cause it's that's, a that's information session, I don't though. need to know. I don't need to know that I can do that. Cause now I am. I do appreciate that about your obsessions actually. And like one of the, I always, cause every time I see you get into a new thing, uh, for people who aren't following Chris, it's Papa Pichu on, uh, uh, Twitter and uh, the other places. Um, but like the one thing I love about following those things that you do is in my head, I always want to do it too. And like, I my for whatever reason I get distracted by something, my sort of like, I can't get obsessive in that way. I'll just like, I'll just like flip to something else. But like, because you're doing it to the full extent I can watch, I can be like, Oh, Chris got another, um, you know, two part keyboard or, like Chris found another way to do smart lighting. Um, and it's fun. Like it's, it's like there is something super satisfying about seeing that through to the end. It, it reminds like the only thing I've ever done even close to it was um, figuring out via like various trial and errors in like 2010, how to attach translation hacks to ROMs. And like, it's so satisfying, even if you never touch them again, it's like, I did it. You um, <laughs> have you, have you, Oh, I'll, I'll mention something really briefly but have you um did we talk about the like the music hacks they did no music hacks to what um so um msu one hacks um so i have a mister i have a mister and i have a crt that i found on the fucking ground and that made me insufferable for a better part of a year and a half yeah that and all your that and all your high-end uh (sighs) office furniture that you find in in the trash i find several aerons look i may do i have a bead on several office closings right now perhaps but that's my business (laughs) um the the thing yeah so i got into the mister and the mister's like it's a machine that it's a little fpga machine it's a little thing that becomes as close as you can get to the original hardware 
uh, as you can. You know what I mean? It, it, FPGA is a, is a processor that kind of becomes another processor. It like physically resembles uh, like the chips that are on there. So it'll pretend to okay. be those chips. So you can, if you program it correctly, get basically native emulation of like the hardware that can then be output to a CRT. So like the cool thing about the Mr. Community is that they just have like s- several, like, like hundreds of arcade games, several computer cores, uh, every console basically up until the Sega Saturn and maybe now the N64, um, the PlayStation core, everyone's like, I don't know if this hardware, that's, that's a little bit of an edge case. You might need both Ram sticks. You might, blah, blah. And now it runs better than the original PlayStation in certain ways. Like it has like a 480p hack, several like hardware fixes to games that make it run better. You know what I mean? It's wild. But like, what's cool about it is there was also this ROM hack that is now supported natively by the mister called MSU one and MSU one enhanced games were people on the Zeldix forums. Zeldix. The, What's Zeldix? Zeldix forums are the Zelda hacking mod ROM hacking forums. Okay, um, yeah, they're de- they're sure. devoted specifically to people who ROM hack Zelda, and they found uh someone found out a thing that was like a back back like a hack that was sort of based on Star Fox theoretically, where they were able to like substitute in music. Ooh, and oh, that's cool. Any music, like. PCM quality music. And I'm not sure if you've played. <laughs> Interesting. If, if you've ever played a Neo Geo CD or like yeah. any no, of I, the I have, yeah. uh, PC engine, you know, and any of the, the those games where it's like this weird in between where it's like 16 or 8 bit graphics, but with like Red Book audio. And that's so cool. Imagine that, but for the Super Nintendo. And what's <laughs> cool is. As long as you know, there are multiple packs on the Zeldix forums. So as long as you know which version of it you want, because like there's multiple, like, like rock and roll racing, totally different game now. (laughs) And you're playing. It sounds incredible. Like it sounds like like it's it's, unbelievable. This is what we should be doing with upscaling, not like the the dumb AI shit. I hate AI upscaling. That shit's evil. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) The retro tank and stuff like that are really good. But no. So like. The best version of that is sometimes I'll go in and I'll play F-Zero with the F-Zero Jazz Arrange soundtrack. So it's like you're just playing F-Zero basically natively, but with like the OST that's all the jazz covers of it. Oh my it. God, that's it's so cool. so sick. And like this is what, it ruins you. Every time there's a pixel remaster of something, like it just ruins you. You're like, why the fuck would I play that? Why the well, fuck? Yeah, of course. Like not what I not have a, the better version. I ha- we have literally something that like where they don't fuck up the pixels because they or the text, which they almost invariably do. The text drives me nuts. That's it like that's the thing ins- like, makes me in insane. Final Fantasy remakes. Now, now, not to say Final Fantasy VII remake, which is the the that's the a, piece that's, resi- a, that's, he, that's, just, a, that's a different thing, and it's a piece de resistance. He, my man is just fucking styling on us. He's just kicking he hearts and out. Well, I don't. I can't. I can't. Unbelievable game. I cannot stand. I, I cannot hold him against that. Although, whatever is going to happen in the next game is going to be Kingdom Hearts three. I'm very sure. Everything they're going to do with Tifa, I am a hundred percent sure is going to be annoying. Can't wait. Uh, can't uh, wait. It's but you know what you know. Scorpion the Frog, what did you expect? Yeah, well, he he also, I mean, listen, like, they let us on that, they let us on that, that, that fun ride in the first one. I'm willing to go anywhere with him. This is, <laughs> this is fine. He's also, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to also not to stay too hot in this. It's also sort of like, I love the concept that he doesn't want to be here anymore. 
Like mm-hmm. he hasn't wanted to be here for a while. And you see parts of that in like the bouncer and like the world ends with you where it's like, yeah. he just wants to make fashion and a Rocky <laughs> sort of like that, but a Rocky still yeah. kind of wants to be here where it's like, you just are kind of gay and you wish you could just do, you wish you could just live in like Shibuya in like 2003 and that's why you endure, but I don't, I'm not sure you actually like games anymore. Yeah. Uh, but that's like, to the point where it's a good game. <laughs> like, yeah, it's which makes, game. Yeah. It's, which is why Kingdom Hearts, the new Kingdom Hearts, he's like, there is going to be no Disney. You know, it's just, it's just like, you are in the real world now. <laughs> it's just like, I want to see that. It's going to be bad. Yeah, um, I'll, but I'll, I'll, I'll play that. I'll garbage. eat that garbage. Yeah. But like, that's um, the thing, like new games like that, where it's like something that's going to be a mess. Uh, it goes back to the serial experiments link conversation we were having where like, if it's a productive mess or an interesting mess, like right on, that sounds fun. Like the, the problem with the remasters is they're remasters only because we no longer can like legally play the originals without spending a fortune and they look worse and often play worse. And they just yep. look like phone games. And it's like, God, like I just, I wanted is, to play this game again. And this sucks. There is exactly one good remaster. First off, I hate the term remaster cause it's ambiguous. Yeah. To, and that's why that like, the the official aftermath.sites stance that like the the everybody at Naughty Dog kind of needs to calm down with that shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't look, man. We all enjoyed The Last of Us, sort of, but you gotta calm down. Yeah, you're gonna wear out your welcome real man, fast. Man, it's you're already I mean, if you ask what that game's about, you kinda already have. You know, hey, what was your inspiration? Was it <laughs> It was, it was, yeah. Was it Israel? Was it <laughs> Is Israel? That- was it Israel? <laughs> oh, it, what's the dynamics there? Ooh, don't want to know that. Not good um, dynamics. Not good like. ones. <laughs> not good ones. I hope they don't include that in the show. Um, but yeah, no, um, the remaster thing, like I haven't played the Mario RPG remaster. It looks fine, but kind of dull. Um, they get, they seem to get certain things right. Like, oh, okay. They, they like know about all the tricks and stuff like that. Cause it's a fucking classic game. It looks fine, but the best remaster in history is still live alive. That oh, is. Yeah. That's a nice one. So that's, good. That's pretty that's class. Debatably, that's really nice. that's a, that's the best version of the game to play. That rarely happens. Mm-hmm. That rarely fucking happens where you're like, oh, okay. And guess what? There is an MSU one pack to hack the new versions of the music. Back into the old one. And I'm sure if I checked, there is an MSU one pack to hack whatever versions of the music that are in the new Super Mario's remake into the original Super Mario uh, RPG remake back into it. And like, that's what they do is they'll every time a remaster comes in, they're like, okay, swap that song out with that, that one with that, that one with that, give it a play test, see if it works. And it's like, that's why I fucking love that. It's like, it's like, I it's p- being able to pick and choose. It's realizing what parts of a game are components. Why I love modding. It's like yeah. these things are frequently condescending in how they are presented and how they are marketed towards you. And I can just fucking do that. It's also like digital media. I feel the same way about like streaming services. It's like they just took and then backed off of taking off all the Bugs Bunny cartoons off of Max. Yeah. And it was very quickly like, wait a minute, those were on there, <laughs> followed with, wait a minute, why would you do that? Because I don't think you're taking a tax loss on those. And no. it's just it's, it's, it, it is like it is. I don't know. Like the, the I think I think what I like about what you're saying and like what, what you're speaking to that really makes sense to me about especially about these sort of like pixel remasters or whatever is like it is there, there's this constant push 
towards modernization, not for any sort of reason, but just for the sake of like the next thing. And, and like there, there's, of course, like negative ways of being nostalgic about the past or, or, or uh, finding ways to like make that problematic or whatever. But like it also is true that like you can look at something like Bugs Bunny cartoons, for instance, or a Final Fantasy six or whatever and say, like, you know, I liked that as it was. There's really no reason to make it different or there's no reason to say let's move on with that and watch you know like the new you know harley quinn uh movie that we're you know we're we're now going to shelve or whatever right like it, it's this it's this way of of treating what came before as a precursor as opposed to something that is interesting and should be like understood on its own and understanding on its own and actually like digging into it and modding it and stuff like that is is so much more interesting it is it's it's 100 percent more interesting or it like I think what you're also speaking to is like the idea of selling you something mm, like, yeah, like, absolutely. like they're, they're well doing said. it to sell you a thing, which is fine. It's like, duh, that's the point. But also like, it's rarely like I got this way when the switch emulation thing happened where it was like not really convincing. Like the, I forget how the, how the switch initially handled that, but it was like, it was mm. like they were trying to make an, in a Netflix service and then it ran worse and then that sort of gets into the, like the whole history of N64 emulation and especially Nintendo's history with N64 emulation because they had really good N64 emulation on the GameCube with the very limited edition uh, thing that just came with, I think, Wind Waker, which was the, the they just gave you like Ocarina of Time. A thing that would be unheard of now to I just mean, give you. Un- I think unreal. it was. It was. I think they gave you. Was it Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask? Was it like a double disc? I think. Uh, no, Ocarina of Time and Master Quest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was different. Um, but no, um, if, if if I remember correctly, the reason it ran really well is because of one guy. Like it was like one guy who really cared about this. Really? And eventually I have to look the story up because it's been like over a year and I don't want to get the details wrong. But if I remember correctly, it was like one dude who did fucking incredible emulation and then like pieced out of the company. And then like they just didn't have the juice. And you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, that's that's how you do that. It takes people who really care. And you know who cares are the people who are doing uh, Mr. Stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Because they, the, yeah, they actually are sort of like, you know, they're, they're invested in the, in like what the, they're invested in sort of like the, the, the nuts and bolts of it. I, I like, I remember one of the, one of the people I worked with at my last job, um, who's a really nice guy, Ken Smith, um, is really interested in, uh, emulation and he was talking about emulating. Remember that, uh, I don't, I'll never remember what it was called, but I think it was like a Tiger Electronics thing. Uh, it like, it basically looked like the little power uh, gauges that, uh, you know, the Saiyans wear. Um, and it like, it basically projected a little red screen onto your eye. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. The, the cheapest version of, uh, of VR that you could possibly imagine. And he was like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to emulate that. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, do you like games on it? Or are you going to play it? He's like, no, I just want to know if I can. Yeah, <laughs> I just like I, I respect so, that so much. Like one it's, of, it's so good. So one of the weird. OK, um, little side tangent, but this is related to what we're talking about mm-hmm. is that, you know, the Sega Saturn. We all know the Sega Saturn. Yes. But do you know what the Sega Saturn's deal is in terms of emulation? Uh, it's very hard to emulate. I know that it is part of it. Uh, <laughs> the Sega Saturn is not a. A well-built system 
<laughs> okay. Uh, here, I'll give you the probably the the best example. It doesn't use triangles for oh. 3D. It used quadrilaterals. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Don't, shit doesn't do that. <laughs> that often. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a little that's, strange. That's not something you normally do, which is why it's fucking weird. Um, but yeah, the Sega Saturn. Quadrilaterals. Huh. Yeah, it uses fucking squares and shit, which nobody, you're rendering things out of triangles. You're not rendering things out of squares. Like, that's fucked up. That's weird. But it also gives it a really specific look. Um, the guy who is doing the Mr. Core uh, is in Ukraine. And is developing it, and they get updates from him occasionally. <laughs> he seems to be yeah. doing, but but like talk about somebody who's fucking dedicated to a project. I want you to oh God, yeah. build out the core, like you know, update the core to the hardest thing to make. You know what I mean? And he's it kind of runs. Like I was able to play, kind of play Nights into Dreams like six months ago. I think it's had some really good progress, but like That's contrast it. that with everybody else. Like, oh, God, I remember trying to play police knots on that, like just like trying and like, you know, there were like six different things I had to I, I never got to play it uh, because it was impossible. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, the, the amount of stuff you had to mount and then hope it worked and et cetera, et cetera. Just a nightmare. So there, I'm, there is. I'm but amazed. It, but software, I mean, this is something that people get uh, wrong about the mystery is like, oh, it's a magic machine. It's like, no, it is developed by people. And that's actually really present in the X68000 core, which was mm. really not a good – it's not a good core right now. Um, it's unfortunate because the X68000 was like $2,200 in like 1991 dollars. Oh, uh, wow. It is a fucked up expensive computer. It's also one of the most beautiful. Like, I think if you look at the design of the X68000 and then you look at serial experiments laying, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Is that because where, yeah, that's where you got that's it where that industrial design like really you see the 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 way that thing looks. And you look at like, oh, yeah, late, okay. I'm looking uh, at it now. Yeah, that what, thing what is cool fucking cool. Machine. That is yeah, the cool, it's the it. coolest looking computer in history. There's fucking not even a question. The you know what tower? I mean? That's really, that's <laughs> yeah, rad. That's, that's, that's the so one cool. that she gets. That's the first computer that her dad gives her. Like after the little, um, basically Millennium Mac that she has. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like. So lucky. Dude. <laughs> except um, except uh, how the whole thing ends. It's like, like it's adjusted to, and, and it, it's a really sensitive thing. Um, but that's like. But it also has like, okay, so the Mr. Core works and then you can get a Raspberry Pi to plug into it for DOS games. The DOS core is really good, by the way. Interesting. Um, yeah, AO486 is what it's called. Okay. Um, but then you can get a little Raspberry Pi that you connect to it that acts as a synthetic Roland MT32. So it acts like an external synthesizer. <laughs> so oh, you can man. do all of the fucking Doom <laughs> synth shit. You know, I don't know if anybody who here didn't live through this era. Basically, sound cards were like you like the, the quality of the music was actually dictated by what how you were doing sound synthesis. And, which is why, like, different consoles sound differently. You know, they had different sound trips. It's like, oh, that's a Yamaha one. Roland had these, like, external synths that would, like, work via, like, um, you know, a MIDI controller or something like that. And if you were really rich, what you did is you'd have a really sick sound card and then you'd connect it to, like, a Roland, like, external synthesizer. And, like, the X68000 could connect to those. Um, and so could the, uh, the uh, DOS computers. And what that did was it, it, this was before sampling sampling. So what that did was you could get the really good version of the doom music, which I think oh. is actually the canonical version in all the remakes. 
Um, oh, okay. No, that makes sense. If I remember correctly, it is the MT32 version. I I know Doomheads are much better at keeping track of this shit, but um, the best version of like, because Rondo of Blood came out on the X68000. Okay. And like the MT32 and like those versions, if you like listen to those, you're like, fuck, that sounds so sick. Um, and then the sound canvas version is really sick. I think that's actually my favorite. I forget what the sound canvas thing, but yeah, that's some shit you could do on there. But the problem is the X68000 core is developed by like one guy in Japan mm-hmm. and nobody's gotten in contact with him. <laughs> like, you know, it's sort of like this weird, like he's not an active developer and it's like a question of like, do we, re- do they rewrite this all from scratch? You know, like, yeah, it's, it's I, a shame because there's like so many cool games that are just trapped on that machine. It's something and, like one of, one of the cool things about it, like one of the, one of the things that uh, I'm sort of realizing talking to you about it is like, there is this, um, on some level, we should have been able to um, trying to think of how to say this. So you kind of pointed out and I, I don't want to I want to I want to switch to talking yeah, about yeah, Aftermath, yeah. too, because I got it. I feel so bad if I if I did not get to that because I was enjoying oh, myself too much. Um, but, uh, um, you know, like one of the things that that's really interesting is like thinking about, you know, you mentioned like if you were really rich, that's how you'd play the system. Right. You get that. And, you know. One sort of um, uh, unsympathetic way of of thinking about this would be to say, like, yeah, look, like, um, it's uh, the 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 new way that computers are understood is just because, like, now we, uh, we, you know, people can get them that aren't rich, right? Like, you're just you're wanting to go back to this old sort of hobbyist way of doing things, blah blah blah. I don't think that's right. I think, and I'm, I, you know, I'm ventriloquizing someone who doesn't exist, but I can imagine that position. And I think the corollary to that is we live in a world where that kind of experience, that sort of like <clears throat> highly luxurious experience of playing computer is available to almost everyone if we were willing to put the time in to emulate it. And only like six people are. And that's sad. That's a bummer. <laughs> also, there is this element of like, I think the opposite is explicitly true Mm. in terms of like iPad learning, like uh, the ways in which like because like people like that, that just was like I always hate when people talk about like the accessibility of computers in a kind of classist way. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a really good documentary called Cyberpunk that's uh, very revealing and it was done in like the late 80s, early 90s. And they. Uh, I have a laser disc of it. I'm getting a better rip of it up. Um, <laughs> look, <laughs> no, it no, has, I, it has William Gibson in it and has Timothy Leary in it. And I hate Timothy cool. Leary and I like William Gibson. Um, cause Timothy Leary is the devil, but he's interesting. <laughs> he's fucking he's very worst. interesting. Oh, I hate his ass so much. He's just, he was just full. Oh, he, he made, he, he fucked up drugs forever. He really did. He just, he just became like the fucking demon that they could do anyway he he's like he talks about computers in it in a really in a liberal classist way that i think is really revealing he's like Mm. you got these guys you know one one i can't wait until you know a black kid in the inner city will have more power in his pocket to do you know hip-hop than you know just shit like that you know what i mean like the idea of like access to computer equals like upward mobility and the reality is we do have like accessibility like technologically accessible powerful computers but they have been warped into a closed garden 
You know what I right. mean? And to the point right. where like it has fucked up learning about computers and younger people's understanding about computers. Like they don't understand file structure as much anymore. Oh, absolutely um, not. And which like, is yeah, the, I guess the idea there is like, you know, these people aren't smart enough to actually do what what we did, what like William Gibson or whatever, or like the people who were originally doing computers were doing. They're they're too stupid, so they need something out of the package. I um, guess it, it's also just like um, I've I've heard I got into an argument with someone who is also like a like a furry Linux guy who was like, there's a bit of relativism there of you know because like file structure itself is arbitrary. I, I don't disagree to that entirely. I also don't think it's like a class-based thing that has happened to, because <laughs> it's happened to everybody. Like everybody right. is just like the TikTokification of everything, and like the ways in which like everyone knows how to deal with like an app, but nobody like fewer people are like I need a laptop. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I I'm I'm sort of sympathetic to the idea that like maybe this is just old man stuff for me, but I also think that there is like a young category of people who are like, oh no, I need to like get the real shit. Like I need to figure out the correct way to like steal stuff or like torrent movies or something like that. Or like, you know, talk to my computer in a way that's like actually meaningful instead of this bizarrely closed off way of doing it. Um, yeah. and you know, just from an archive, just from the idea of like saving stuff, you know, cause like stuff's not like the thing about it, about like tablet learning is like, it makes you reliant on like stuff not being locally stored. And you're right. It's, 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 it's a, which is bad for archiving. You know what I mean? It's, it's very bad when you don't know where the file lives. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I think I have like a lot of hope because this also means that like raspberry Pis are pretty cheap. Like you can get yeah. a raspberry Pi, you can get it to do a bunch of cool shit for you. You know, like it's actually never been easier if you are the kind of person to look. And I think there always are going to be people who want to look, um, to get into these sorts of things. And I think no, that that's, right. that's the thing that gives me hope is that like, there always will be this connection to people who want to, no matter the generation, uh, you know, like computer, like they're always going to be around. There's always going to be a young weird kid. Who's like, Oh, I'm going to start fucking with VCRs now. And I'm like, yes, yeah, don't yeah. get, don't get too weird, but yes. <laughs> you're, are we are we worried about that <laughs> i just don't i just I, I just see a lot of like like oh wow i'm watching batman forever on a on a vhs the way it was meant to be. i was like no just watch the blue right it's fine man <laughs> i i thought you, you were worried about like how like every vhs head seems to turn into like a weird futurist uh, insane person they, they just end up they just end up becoming like trapped in like a man cave and i think that that's not like particularly useful <laughs> uh but that's just my own point of view on yeah, like retro stuff it's like it's like this should be about like archiving stuff that doesn't exist anymore mm -hmm. not about like like you could get a rip of that stuff man that's fine the batman you can just watch batman on the tv it's fine uh yeah. but like but like you know games in particular like that's Unfortunately, you got to hand it to CRT people. It does look better that way. It's fucked up, uh, at least for now. Um, it's true. I mean, honestly, it's it's um, ah, God, you see some of those rips. They look so great. And the, the blacks, I mean, there's, there's like the, the, the those deep blacks on uh, in, in, in representation are just like once, just you, like once you start looking for that, you can't stop. It's a shadow. It, like it's like the you know, the if you look at like dog, I'm like really close to getting an, a, a candy cab. If, she, if, if my life goes a certain way, I will buy a fucking new net city, like one of those Dreamcast era Naomi style, like sit down cabs because they're just affordable enough where it's like, oh, that costs about as much as like 
a really bad car. Okay. You know, so like, and if it's like not, two grand and then whatever the freight shipping is. Listen, if you don't have to buy a really bad car, then like. I don't. I live in New York. It's fucked yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to buy a bad car. You can just use your current way of getting around. Anyway, I'm writing about these things on <laughs> a new endeavor. I love, I, by the way, I have to say, I, I always love having you on for many reasons, and we should do this more often, actually. I um, literally, I will do this anytime you want me to. Well, I, I already I already kind of like mentally decided that I'm going to ask you to come on periodically to talk about uh, new stuff that you're interested in, like modding and all, because that's just super cool and we never talk about it. Um, but uh, no, like the, I, I love, I love that, you know, there were 800 things we could talk about and we just ended up talking about like computer and modding and the class it's, it's just so so cool we but, talk about um, all of them like anecdotally but i do think it is leading up to this yeah go for it uh well i mean you know you know me i am the uh, editor and creator of highlight reel uh on youtube uh which is my clip show and that i still host and uh I have a patreon for patreon.com Slash highlight reel. You do um, get you do get you do get early access to it. I have to say it's it's, you do. it's a, you it's a, a dollar you, and cents value. It's a dollar and cents value. Uh, what was that for? That was for the, uh, McDonald's. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I, you know, honestly, I have to tell you, I don't even know if it was for anything. I've I've just heard people call stuff a dollar and cents value. It was Newt Gingrich. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of it frustrated was because it's one of my it favorite Newt, things to say. It but. was Newt Gingrich talking about like McDonald's dollar menu. <clears throat> Hold oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. I want the. Uh, I mean, listen, like he kind of cooked there. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry to all the people who correctly do not like Newt, Newt Gingrich, but he cooked um, when he said it's a dollar and cents. I think value. it was Newt. I think it was. I'd have to look it up he, anyway. He got that from Callista. Uh, I just like it's just that's what happened. Yeah, here um, it is. It's McDonald's grilled chicken wrap at, at 250 calories is both a dollar and pound bargain. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that so much. Um, From 2013. God, yeah. What a what a good what a good period of time that was. Um, it, I mean, not really, but no, it wasn't. In some, it was, it, in some it was ways. fun. <laughs> yeah. In, in the way that you could hear New Gingrich first, talk first, about re, First reply is, of course, Dan. <laughs> dank, Dank, uh, Giddle. Oh, yeah. No, dank, KGDL. Yeah. I love, I love, uh, yeah, Dan. Dan changed from uh, Dan MTL when he moved from uh, Montreal to Guadalajara. So oh, that's right. Yeah. Just, just if, if people don't know what the MTL and the GDL are for, uh, for one of, one of, Everyone's favorite guys. I, I love Dan, Dan is, so yeah, much. Dan is a is a is love a, true, of the game. a true bro. Love of yeah. the game. The fucking purest man. Also, like one of like if 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 he is not owning you uh, beyond your ability to ever recover, like one of the nicest people you'll meet. Um, we, we we both got into um, sneaker gray market. The gray market sneaker market. Yeah, let's go. Of like, yeah, he got he he got really into getting like uh, Jordans made at the Jordan factory from like uh like basically proxy buyers basically the stuff they can't sell on aliexpress yeah sure the taobao stuff anyway that's that he, he's yeah. he's a, a kindred spirit in that regard <laughs> um so 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 you uh you are currently at at highlight real as, as always but as you pointed out you have somehow seamlessly created your old life prior to the uh the horrible, really funny um 
the horrible purchasing of of all the uh, magazines we like to read online uh, by ghouls. Uh, you now do highlight reel, and you were writing about video games and tech and stuff. So what what's that about? So it's really funny because like I didn't blog that much at Kotaku. Like I worked there for like eight or nine years. I would occasionally get a blog off, you know, like I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for the most part, it wasn't. In, I was never incentivized to do that. And then what's really funny is in the last year or so, um, one of my coworkers, Alex Krantz, a uh, former coworker at um, Gizmodo, who became um, editor at The Verge, was like, hey, you want to write about this? And then I was like, oh, OK. And so I kept getting these little gigs writing about like Chris shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote about the Flipper Zero and like hacking technology. I think that was my first thing. And then I would just keep pitching stuff to them. And then f- they had somebody who was on paternity leave okay. for or, or um for like two months. And so I covered for The Verge then, got my feet wet back and got back into the blogging game because I do remember what a good blog is. And then, oh, yeah, yeah I, I've, been, I've been freelancing for them. And that's kind of where I got... Like I'd been out in the weeds doing all this tech stuff by myself anyway. And so it just gave me carte blanche to write about that sort of stuff. But, um, the thing that really, I really enjoy is that like that did get me back into blogging shape for aftermath, which Mm. is the new cooperative, uh, uh, you know, endeavor by, uh, many former Kotaku people, many of the people you love a lot of, a lot of them. Yeah. We got heaters. We got Luke. I love Luke. Uh, we got Gita, we got Nathan, we got Riley, and we got me. And, you know, it's, it's small for now, but we saw Defector and we're like, why not that with games? Why can't and then, us, as the Mets would say? It's true. Um, I, I, I wish it was true with them. Um, it was but, in 1986, at least. So. I know, I know. I just like going to Mets Stadium. It's like right there. Well, that makes could, you a, that makes you a clear Mets fan. That's like that's kind of how I always talk when I go to a Phillies game. I'm like, it's just ga- so the, great to be at the ballpark, dude. It's like twenty bucks. It's the cheapest, and then like it's surrounded by all the best food in New York. And then they gave me a hat that was like a People's Republic of China hat once. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. It's a great hat. It's a great hat. But um, the you know it's cooperatively owned. It's uh, funded by by viewers like you. Um, <laughs> and I've just been using it in part as a place to do the like weird tech stuff I would normally do at The Verge, but I also have been doing games writing and um, also anime writing. I want to write about like weird cinema that's like strange and related to games or anime. Yeah, let's go. It's going to be so weird having someone who is uh, good at writing do anime writing. Um, <laughs> apologies to anyone who I know that does good anime writing. More so, not a, not a critique of you, I'm just forgetting you. It's, it's uh, that most anime writing is horrible. Um, I'm, yeah. Do you know, um, I'm writing a blog right now on, uh, Fr- uh Freren. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? I don't know that series? No, I don't. Oh, uh, it's the best show of the year. Okay. I'll Hands check down. It out. It's, uh, I'll do a quick, quick, uh, quick description. The basic thing is that, um, it begins at the end of like a dragon quest quest ass journey. Okay. And, um, all the adventurers are like, we did it. We beat the demon King. We did the stereotypical thing. And it centers around an elf who's a thousand years old. And I know what you're thinking. Elves, not very interesting. Um, but it takes the most interesting thing, which is like, oh, we spent 10 years together. That's not that long in my life. I've lived a thousand years. Right. So she comes back in 50 years. Everybody's old. And she realizes that like, oh, wait, I didn't spend time with these people who meant a lot to me. Oh, interesting. And so it becomes about her 
in some ways recreating that journey and remembering it and remembering her life over the thousand years and realizing the frailty of humanity and like how short lives are. And it becomes about sort of like the quiet moments in an RPG, like the side quests. Yeah, because her, her thing is that she likes collecting like really useless spells. So like a spell that makes warm tea or a spell that makes sweet grapes sour. Yeah. Things that are going to help you in battle necessarily. There's like an episode where she spends six months looking for a flower. (laughs) Um, but there is a lot of action, but it's this like very melancholic show. And it's like they take the most interesting thing about an elf, which is what a bummer it would be to watch yeah. people die. Yeah, exactly. To live like that. And it, as a result, it's the best fucking show I've seen all years. And 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 I'm going to be writing about it uh, for the site. Um, but I've also been writing about like tech and I've also been writing about uh, games. I wrote about Spider-Man. Um, and how fucked up their version of Brooklyn is. <laughs> I'm excited to read that. It's I haven't fucked read up that yet. Yeah, you know, I, I posted it. It's, it, it, it's, they got, they got the condos right and nothing else. And then like, a, like part of the Brooklyn Botanic Garden, like it's That's really weird. And then they moved for, but no, and then Forest Hills really, really well created, recreated, but then moved and recalled Astoria. And huh. then. They renamed Greenpoint to like, uh, like not little Kiev, but what's the, what's the city in Kiev? Wait, no, Kiev is the city. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, in Ukraine. Um, anyway, the other one, it's one of those, it's like little so-and-so. I was like, why did you make this Ukrainian? <laughs> why did you make the, the green, the, the Polish neighborhood Ukraine? No, no, no. Um, it's a weird choice. It's a little Odessa. Yeah. They call it okay. little Odessa and it's like everything else is named the same except like uh, Forest Hills is Astoria now, which is fucked up because like <laughs> that's where Peter Parker's from. from. F- yeah. Spider-Man's from fucking Forest Hills. Well, Forest yeah, Hills is way the fuck that? over there. I don't know, man. They could have just put it next to it and then been like, here's Astoria. And then it's bizarre choices made by people who don't live here. But it, it became about like how fucking weird and strange and gentrified it feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like an alien talking about what people do in Williamsburg, which is kind of funny in its own weird way. Um. <laughs> I I really like that. I've I've had a hard time connecting with those games. Um, I mean, the new I one's probably... good. It's like a oh, good I game. I just it, don't like the combat. They're they're they all seem like good games. It's it's just uh, my I if I didn't have to uh, uh, pick up my kids, I would go in on um, uh, Spider Man yeah. and my relationship to it. Maybe that, maybe we'll save that for next time. Um, but, but yeah, uh, let's talk about the site. Um, yeah, so so tell me a little bit about it. Uh, give me give me a rundown. What what do where can people find it? Where where should people go, be reading? Go to, go to aftermath.site. and um, yeah, I don't know. We we do some really really good. We have more fun here than we were able to have at Kotaku. I think is a good way of saying it. Um, mm. When you run a game site, you are beholden to strangers who are who don't like you. <laughs> but when yeah. you charge ten dollars for the for the for if you support us for ten dollars you can comment and you and know what that makes comments really good because those true. people want to be there wasn't that always to, the deadspin dream to and then kotaku dream that you'd have to pay to comment because those and then they did better. it for defector that's why defector's comments are good yeah um, and you know, we've had some great blogs. Um, Luke did a fantastic blog on, um, 
like why headlines suck so bad in games now. <laughs> like why they'd never mentioned the fucking game that's in there. You that's know, a, that's a like, good one. I like that. You know, it's just like fucking, you know, um, uh, Gita just did a phenomenal blog on, um, you know, someone decided to write about games seriously. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, there was a like <laughs> a collection of essays where someone thought they had invented games journalism. So and, good. And we're writing about how uh, she did a post about how, you know, they're doing a post about how like, uh, how dare you? <laughs> the fuck is your, the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Come on, man. I, I do appreciate that Gita did, uh, did a piece dealing with the, uh, the zip zap kapow uh, video games aren't for kids anymore. Ification of, of writing. That's yeah. I really appreciate that a lot. Um, Nathan did a phenomenal job on the Bandcamp um, situation. Oh, nice. Yeah, following the Epic Sale, which I really like. Yeah, you good, know. And then we one. just we get some we get some really good ass like short blogs like you know Luke Luke talking about the new new Yakuza game and how it's like what like ten hours twelve hours long. It's on yeah. Game Pass. You can just play that shit. Perfect. That's exactly what I would like out of a game sometime. Absolutely. I, I thought for some reason, I thought that one was going to be really long. I thought the like, oh, that's that's cool that it's the not. next one's going to be, I think. OK. All right. That makes sense. That's where they're putting all their money in the in the asset. But yeah, no, Um, we are cooperatively owned and we are like, you know, just trying to make it so that like we don't have to deal with like we, we've been having a lot of fun discussions in in our in our slack about how like. Man, we don't have to deal about SEO at all anymore. It's fucking great. <laughs> you can just say what you want. You don't have to like think about like, oh, is this good for SEO? It's like, no, we just post something fun. Yeah, just put it up there. Who cares? Oh, that's great. Well, I want, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I'm, I am, uh, I don't think I've put my $10 in yet, but I, that is, that is the plan at this point. You, spiritually, you're there with us. Though. Well, yeah, you're, you're promoting I, us. I want to, I want to actually be there too, but that's, that's more of a, that's more of a where, what time of the month is it thing? But the uh, we do we do have a little bit of a paywall. Um, we give you a couple of a couple. Of, we give you a couple of we give you a couple of con we give you a couple of articles. You know, you should have a bit of a paywall. I listen. This is this is just this is how it this is how the game is played. You got to have a paywall. It's it, it sucks, but like no one's going to join you. I, I should I should know. I put most of my stuff up for free, and it is not a good way to earn money. Um, but so. I think you should. Everyone should pay to keep this kind of thing going. This is this is good stuff. Um, it pays my bills. It makes it so. The, the promise that I have made people is that if it does su sufficiently well enough, you will be subsidizing every bad, uh, <laughs> unhealthy interest I have because it just gives me carte blanche. It's like, oh, now I have an excuse. The AliExpress people rushing to to pump money into it. We'll make it back. <laughs> immediately makes it make all of it back <laughs> well, um but yeah that's that's what we're doing now um i'm really proud of it i hope and in particular after like god the rock paper shotgun thing yesterday oh i didn't see that oh, oh. I, well, yeah probably it's don't just, have time to go into it but it's yeah, oh, the, the quick I'll version look. is like the they're they're selling off the company that owns like Ugh. rock paper shotgun and like several other like 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 
really important article like yeah games writing places yeah um is like looking to sell them off and it was the people who own who ran packs i think and then like covid happened and then they couldn't make that back and so it's like there's that uh, and then there's all the fucking bullshit with like the escapist which like i mean you know that's a longer thing but like it doesn't feel yeah. good to have fewer places to write no uh, yeah i mean that was i think that's that's what i thought when i when i saw it was like thank god there's like another place to write because like that that really is the truth they are they are they are few and far between, and that like that doesn't feel good for anyone. I, I realize it's a competitive industry. I get that. Like I, I, you know, people people have their feelings on games writing, and it made a lot more sense to have like internecine feuds when there were eight hundred places to write. Um, but God, like if there's anything you can't, you can like support with a, a full and open heart. Um, I think it's it's a new place to write, a new place to actually like get stuff on the page. I'm I'm super excited to see more of it, I, and I'm I'm excited to write about it, and also like reach out. I've I've also been enjoying like doing like interviews and stuff like that, which is like something that I've been settling more into. Is like I got for I wrote a huge piece on the the LucasArts game Afterlife. Ah uh, yes, where I beat Afterlife, and I think this might be something to, to cap off on. Where I beat Afterlife, which is a really hard thing to do because there's <laughs> no information on how to do that it's on the internet. Game. It's an insane game, and I think it's one of the smartest games ever made. But it's also <laughs> b- b- uh, constructed in a uh, what is it when the, when when there's like um, confrontational architecture? Oh, uh, like um, like a brutalist. <laughs> Like, like when you're not supposed to sit on a place like, like oh, yeah, I I know what you mean. Like, it's like antagonistic. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the the game design is like like one of those chairs that like you're not supposed to sit on. You know what I mean? Like or for for a long period. of time, It's just like it's like it's it's doing a really funny thing where it like is making it less pleasant to play. The game hates you. The game. It doesn't hate you. It just wants you to realize that you have to build two cities in the exact opposite way specifically because that's how hell works um and it's it's really funny it's it's such a funny game and it's a funny game and i got to talk to uh, michael stanley who was the designer and it and i had a really good time doing oh, that that's cool. and he um and and talked to him especially about like where he's at in life and like uh what he believes in in life and because there's a also there's a a very specific diver- detail about the leland Stan- stanford uh university band Mm-hmm. In the article, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the LSU it's just like the most infamous marching band, apparently. OK, because uh, he wrote a, a, a game about that, a shareware game about that, um, uh, that marching band. Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's there's, a, there's an Easter egg in the game about that marching band. Whoa, cool. And, and like what it what, what his relationship to it is. I think the game was called Ellis Jumble. But um, Jumble. OK, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's. um. It's a fun article. I'm enjoying writing and um, I hope that we can grow like we don't want to stay the same size. And the more people that support us, the more writers we could theoretically get. We're not going to like be we're not going to get everybody that that would be very, very hard. You can't. You can't. But there are people out there that are like, listen, this is the kind of thing that you do when you support a defector in aftermath. You make it so that more people can write and that, you know, there's even interest to make more places like Defector and Aftermath, where more people the, can write. The this, cool is, this is what thing, we have to do. The cool thing I, we learned when we started setting this up is that if you run a co-op, you want to help people start another one. That's right. Like, you actually do want to do that, and those people will help you out. 
like they'll give you advice and it never maps 100% onto what your experience is. We learned that also. It's like you will be told like, okay, you'll get this number of subscribers in this specific way and it'll just be inverted, but like still good. But they'll help you with like tax shit, setting up an S Corp, yep. like stuff like that, like how payroll works, you know, like what you need, all the stuff. We had like so much support from people trying to go their own way. And like, so that they'll try to get you to avoid some of the, the, the stumbles that you, they, they hit. And then you'll find out that you have completely different blocks that you need to hit because of your situation, because of your, um, environment that you're building this thing in. Like, I really want somebody to make a fucking cooperatively on music site. Cause music journalism is, is the worst in terms of like, places to visit for music journals they just totally. like one site left you know what i mean it's bad and um but yeah i want people to i want more of these because it's like you know there's so many good ones there's hellgate there's effector you know there's 404 which is phenomenal tech reporting yeah. and um yeah the spirit of what was good about where you worked is the thing because there were things i liked about kotaku and things that i didn't like about working for geo and it's just the people i like a lot of the people, I mean, I, I didn't really hate anybody at Kodaka, but it's yeah, just yeah, like, sure. it's, it's the people I, it's some of the, mo the people I like the most. And we all just kind of snapped into it and we're doing the thing we did. And we're also enjoying ourselves more. There's none of this weird quota sh shit. Although, cause like you're your own, when you are a yeah. part of it, you're the one who wants to decide to do well. It was like, it's everything about a union, but with more buy-in and it feels good. Chris, keep doing what you're doing. Follow Chris at Papa Pichu. Please come back soon. I will. All right. Talk to you, man. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash Hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.